Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the blast every other week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome back, Kimosabis, for another episode of Geek So To Speak podcast, your source for all things geek. It is Wednesday, December 4th, and we're coming to you live, well, semi-live, live to us from Southern California and, of course, uh, Arizona. But I'll get back to that in just a second because we're your source for all things geek. We're talking movies, TV, video games, comic books, trailers, news, and more. And I got to tell you, folks, I could not do this alone. I mean, I probably could, but it would be like it wouldn't be terrible, but it'd be okay. But we don't settle for okay here. We want fantastic. We want great. We want amazing. And that's why I'm joined by my co-host, my best friend, uh, the yin to my yang, the peanut butter to my jelly, the uh, (laughs) most importantly, the barbecue sauce or excuse me, the tangy barbecue sauce to my chicken nuggets. Shaf, how's it going, Shaw? What up, cucks? <laughs> Man, we're never going to get past. Who taught you that word? <laughs> I don't know, but I, it's one of my favorites now. Let's see. Remember what you say, buddy. Just remember, because I'm yeah. going to just throw some cucks at you, too. As a matter of fact, I got to get the cuck counter going. Now we're at three. <laughs> cuck One, counter. two, three, four. You just said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness, everybody! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well no, I'll start over. I'll start. Hey, what's going on, fellow geeks? It's your boy Shaf. Um, I'm happy to be back this week. Um, not that I was gone last week, but it's just good to be back again every week uh, to to do this podcast thing with you, Wonder Rob, because best friends, best friends. Yes. So uh, we got a lot to dive into this week, Shaf. There were two very, very big trailers released this week. And uh, just like always, there is a cornucopia of geek news that is just waiting for us to dive in and devour. Uh, But first, before we do any of that, uh, first and foremost, anytime we get a review on the show, we like to read it. So we'll get to that in just a sec. But I just wanted to give you a... a, I remembered that I meant to say something before I talked about the review. So what I meant to say before I talked about the review was, hey, if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or whichever platform you're listening to. Uh, tell your friends, share it, uh, share it the heck up. Uh, let's make like a, a podcast revolution where Geek, so to speak, is at uh, the, the head of it. Um, and while you're at it, new listeners... 
after you hit subscribe, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes because now we're caught up, Shaf. Anytime yes. we anytime we get a new review, we like to give that individual a very special shout out on the show. And when I say special, I mean special. <laughs> this week, we do have a new, well, sort of new, we'll call it half new review to read out on the podcast. And uh, Shaf, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take it away. But before we do anything, you gots to cue the sexy music. And now. Hey there. Five stars from Dark Vibbert. A note from the corrections department. Wow, that is really hard. Is what people would say to being able to do an entertaining podcast, but you two pull it off. Oh, God. You really think you can go all day long? Is what people who have never listened to podcasts would say to someone listening to all the episodes back to back. Well, you always leave me satisfied and smiling. So, special shout out to Wonder Rob. Since he never gets a special shout out in these. Oh. All right, cut the sexy music. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Shout out to Wonder Rob. Bam, bam, bam. I forgot to mention new listeners <laughs> that anytime we get a new review. <laughs> it felt so awkward going into it. Not going to lie. <laughs> I forgot. It's my fault. It's my fault, everybody. I forgot to mention that not only do we read the review out loud on the show and give you a, a special shout out, but when I said special, it was special um, with air quotes around it because it's a sexy, extra sexy special shout out uh, by either yours truly or a shop, and I decided to hand it over to shop this week. But, uh, since it, the review mentioned me specifically, I thought it would be a little masturbatory to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I likes to be serviced, so I wanted shop to do it. So uh, excellent kudos. Kudos to you, Shaf. <laughs> and, and if you want your review uh, read on our show in an extra special sexy way, all you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes and we will read it out loud no matter what it says. So uh, take that as a little uh, extra incentive for you guys. Oh, yeah. We, we love getting it all sexy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, sexy, oh yeah! Uh-huh. Before we get into uh, the the main meat of our episode this week, uh, we got to play a little catch up. It was Thanksgiving weekend this last week, Shop. That's I'm right. Dying, I'm dying to hear about your festivities. How'd everything go? Oh, everything was great, man. I had two Thanksgiving dinners. What? Within the course of uh, three hours? Yeah, two Thanksgiving dinners. It now, was it was very filling. Uh, yeah, well, that's what she said. So, you've had 
so you had uh, your families and you had SSG's families Thanksgiving, safe to assume. That's right. Now, That's right. Who, whose Thanksgiving meal was better? Well, it actually was the same meal. What? We had we had Weird. Whole Foods. We had Whole Foods oh. cater the uh, the dinner, um, and so then we took we made sure to have extra so we could take leftovers, and then we took the leftovers over to her aunt and uncle uh, in Sun City, and uh, we reheated the leftovers and had a second meal there. Interesting. So, did her aunt and uncle ha- already have food, or did you bring that? Was we was the leftovers the 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 exclusive source? Exclusive source, exclusives. That's right. Um, they had not. They had not had dinner yet. So okay. yeah. So we were providing. They didn't even expect that we were going to do that. But they were like, "Wow, this is perfect. Here, let's get out the uh, the plates and stuff, and let's have ourselves a second meal." <laughs> That's awesome. I've never tried the Whole Foods uh, Thanksgiving. It was a first time. It was a first time. Uh, it, we uh, went with a, an organic turkey. It was oh boy, tofurkey. No, no, just an organic, just organic turkey. So it was like not um, not full of pesticides and all that shit. <laughs> I was about to say, aren't all turkeys organic? Mm-mm. But I guess not. No, in fact, a lot of turkeys, to get their size, they get uh, stuffed full of, of uh, genetically modified shit. And uh, <laughs> there's a man on a toilet <laughs> shitting. <laughs> and now eat it, turkeys. <laughs> and so, yeah, so you, you end up with a turkey that might have all sorts of junk in it. But this way, organic is, is, uh, is a, a better, healthier option. Oh, man. They say. All right. Well, hey, that's fine. Uh, all right. That's cool. Cool, 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 cool. Tight, tight, tight. Uh, my Thanksgiving was uh, pretty much the same, except it was the complete opposite. <laughs> no, uh, my mom came into town to to visit uh, me and the boy. Uh, oh, and my wife, of course. Uh, and we had Thanksgiving over at uh, my wife's parents' house. So it was lots of fun. My uh, wife. My wife. And, uh, you know, also this weekend, Shaf, was my boy's one-year anniversary oh my of gosh. being alive. Yep, yep, yep. He turned one this last weekend, and let me tell you, nothing uh, more exciting to a baby than figuring out what a cake is. <laughs> that's just as exciting for an adult. This kid, like, well, that's true. I'll give you that. This kid did not know what was going on. We put that cake in front of him, and he just looked at everybody, and I had to take my finger and put a little frosting on it and then stick it in his mouth, and he was like, that's not bad. That's not bad, Dad. And then I took his finger, put some frosting on it, and put it in his mouth. And he was like, that's even better, Dad. That's even better. And before you know it, this kid demolished the cake. He had frosting everywhere. He was even rubbing his eyes with his frosting hands. And I was like, no, (laughs) what are you doing? Question for you on this cake. Okay. Was this cake a smash cake? Like this was a cake designed for him to smash that was made of something that maybe wasn't like completely like – uh, like it wasn't like a cake that normally you'd find in like a store or something, right? Here's my question. The reason why I asked this, let me give you a little bit of uh, of of um, framing on this story. All right, I'm ready. Uh, so my nephew turned one in July and they had a party for him and they did like a cake that he could smash as well. But the cake itself was made of like vegetables and stuff. 
<laughs> Gross. Not because they weren't expecting him to eat it, nor did they want him to eat like a, a they didn't want him to have like a sugar cake, like a like a true true cake. So they they put like frosting and, and iced like a like a zucchini cake, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh um and so that's why I'm wondering. So was was Lynx also like a zucchini-esque cake or was it full-fledged cake? Well, it was it was sort of. So it was the frosting was frosting, and on the inside, instead of the zucchini, it was cake. And so, <laughs> the, way I you, guess, the way the way that you just delivered that, I was I was like, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay, acting, acting, nice. No, nice. it was it was just a normal cake. <laughs> That's he, a lot less. Uh, uh, but I mean, it was a special little uh, cake for him. It was a smash cake, but it was a cake. <laughs> it was. Was he was he wired? Was he like full of energy? No, because he really only just ate the frosting, and he, it was. Uh, we saved it for the very end for when he was uh, all tuckered out from playing. Okay, so he he was just fine. He went he went down pretty hard right after. That. <laughs> um, speaking of going down pretty hard, you know what else I did this week, Shaf? Did you and uh, did you and Wonder Kim get a little uh, freaky deaky? Well, you went, you went down on her hard. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's for a, our other podcast, Geek So to Speak so After to, Dark. <laughs> I was going to say Geek So to Squeak. Oh. <laughs> like a bed squeak. So to geek So to Queef. What? <laughs> this is getting wild, wildly out of hand. <laughs> no, I was trying to wrangle everything back into the world of geeks since all we did was talk about babies in Turkey. This week, I also went to the movies and saw 21 Bridges. Oh. Uh, would recommend uh, to anybody who hasn't seen that because I, I do believe it bombed or is bombing at the movie theater right now. Oh, uh, really? I wouldn't have expected that. 21, yeah, they, the theater that I was going to was I had a hard time finding a, a movie time that actually worked. Um, but I would recommend it, everybody. Uh, it's uh, produced by the Russo Brothers. It's got your boy Black Panther. It's also got uh, J.K. Simmons. That's right. And Gambit. And Gambit. Gambit is in it, too. Uh, very exciting thriller movie. Um, I can't really discuss it without spoiling it because it is one of these twisty, turny type movies. But I would recommend everybody go see 21 Bridges. It's got the geek, so to speak, thumbs up your butt. Oh, I like that. Good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Speaking of good to go, Shop, what do you say you and I discuss some geek news? Geek news. Nude. News. Nude news. All right, you guys, it's time for some geek news. And like I said, We've got a cornucopia of things to discuss. Now, the biggest news pieces, I'll just I'll just lay this on the table, full transparency for everyone. We got a brand new trailer for Black Widow and Crises on Infinite Earths, but we're going to save that for the very end. So we will get to it, you guys, but first, we're going to we're going to dissect all these little nuggets, these little morsels of news. So, uh, Shaf, uh, seeing as you're my best friend and I am a, uh, I am a gentleman, I'm going to go ahead and let you take the first piece of 
Geek News. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, well, there's a lot of great things to talk about. And um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is Star Wars merch. That's what I want to talk about. Oh, boy. So, uh, you know, those of us that have been watching Mandalorian on Disney+, Plus, the one thing that we can all say, and even if we haven't been watching, we probably have seen a... Uh, uh, a meme or a gif or a gif or however you decide you want to pronounce it, you cucks. But um, uh-huh. add it to the count. That's five, everybody. <laughs> but the one thing we can all agree on is that Baby Yoda is the cutest fucking thing ever. Ever. Let me ask you this. Yes. Cuter than Baby Groot? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Shop hates Marvel. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> but Shaf loves Disney and Disney is, is and Marvel are one of the same. So it's uh, all- that's how they get you. Okay. So, um, but you know, one thing that all of us are wondering is how do I get my hands on my own personal baby Yoda? It's not enough to watch them, uh, watch him uh, sip tea uh, this week or that week. That was a spoiler. If you haven't seen episode four, I haven't, I haven't he- seen three or two either. <laughs> He sips tea. He no. sips freaking tea. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen. Um, but anyways, um, those of us that have been like itching to get our hands on our very own baby Yoda, well, guess what, folks? Guess what, fellow geeks? That's going to be possible because finally, 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 merchandise is starting to make itself apparent. Of course, there's a bunch of t-shirts, but the most important thing is plushes, uh, actual like 11-inch recreations of baby Yoda are being available, made available and pre-orders are starting now on the Walmart website, as well as on the Disney store website for a baby Yoda. They're calling him the child because at least at this point so far in the Mandalorian, we do not have a name for this, uh, this baby Yoda alien. We don't even know what the name of their species is yet. So um, who knows, but everyone's calling him baby Yoda or the child. And uh, it's a $25 plush toy. And guess who put in his pre-order today for that? That would be me. That's right. I have Baby Yoda on order. Um, It's not going to arrive until mid-April of next year. So for all of uh, us fellow geeks hoping that we would get some Star Wars merch related to Mandalorian, specifically Baby Yoda, not going to be here in time for Christmas, no matter how hard you ask Santa Claus. Okay? Sorry to say. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, I was reading uh, that the reason why there's no Baby Yoda merchandise right now is essentially Disney or Lucasfilm didn't want to spoil the fact that Baby Yoda was going to be a thing. Which is smart, I think, because that would have been a huge reveal. And uh, too bad only one of us got spoiled about Baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Tell him your story, Shaf. I don't remember if we told this story on the the podcast. I was pretty pissed about that. That's true. I forgot about that. This was way back when. Now I'm uh, now I'm reliving the trauma. Thanks a lot for that. You're uh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> now everybody who's listening, just close your eyes and imagine a time—a time when Disney Plus only is just hours old. Hours old, and I'm I'm doing something. I'm sifting through uh, the geek news of the day, and I'm seeing lots of articles about Disney Plus. 
and I see articles about Mandalorian, what I didn't expect to see right out of the gate was a picture of baby Yoda in its little crib, just, and with a headline saying baby Yoda is in episode one of Mandalorian. Um, Last I checked, uh, most of the world hadn't yet had their grips on Disney plus and this fucker is writing an article (laughs) with a screenshot hours less than two or three hours since disney plus started airing started its actual launch on fucking launch day and they're already spoiling shit on on news and i get it news the point of it is to be timely but also because everything is so fucking readily available people need to be more mindful (laughs) the the way you said it made me laugh yes no that that makes me so upset when uh when you see that and it keeps happening over and i'm not just talking about baby yoda but just like spoilers on everything we're not just talking like little things like big big time spoilers happen in news articles and in headlines i just don't get it man i just don't get it but you know what i don't want to i don't want to dwell i don't want to get angry shaf I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna I'm gonna resist <laughs> the uh, the urge to get angry with news of Disney's rise of the resistance. Yay! Yay! That was me, everybody. I came up with that segue on my that was, own. That was really good. Well, you know. Uh, so Disney's rise of the resistance—that's the big new e-ticket attraction shop—is um, opening tomorrow. Uh, which is December 5th in uh, Walt Disney World in the Disney's Hollywood Studios and is opening mid-January in uh, Disneyland. But, of course, at uh, over at uh, the Magic Kingdom at Hollywood Studios, the press have already gotten their uh, grubby little hands on the ride and they've been able to experience it. And uh, a plethora of uh, reviews are coming out about Rise of the Resistance and they are hailing it as the best ride. Oh my God, I just burped into the microphone. You can't <laughs> have a you can't have a Geek So To Speak episode without me accidentally burping into the microphone. They are hailing this ride as the second coming of Mr. Toad. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The the best ride at Disney Parks since Casey Jr.'s train. That's right. Uh, the the best thing to happen to a Disney Park since uh, Carousel of Progress. Uh, the best thing to happen to a Disney Park uh, since uh, the shooting gallery in Frontierland. The best thing... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's getting uh, praised for essentially being uh, the greatest, if not one of the greatest theme park attractions ever built, ever, not just including Disneyland. It's uh, a trap. It's, it's a, a trap. Tra- it's a trap. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance is the most ambitious, immersive, advanced, action-packed attraction we've ever created, said Bob Chapek, chairman of Disney Parks. We threw out the rule book. <laughs> Can you imagine them making this ride and they're just like, see this rule book? <laughs> into, into the trash. Uh, we threw out the rule book when designing this attraction to deliver exceptional storytelling on a massive cinematic scale. 
Now, I don't know about you, Shaw, but I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a, a, a Disney theme parks uh, nerd. Oh, yeah. uh, I visit uh, Disneyland uh, several times a year, thanks to that annual pass. And I'm always uh, up to date on the news and rumors for Disney parks. And so one has been talked about for a long time is, of course, being the most uh, ambitious ride that they've ever done. Uh, there's a scene that includes over 50 animatronic stormtroopers, giant AT-ATs, or AT-ATs, if you're wrong, animatronic <laughs> Kylo Ren's, very special effects, very convincing lightsaber effects, and so on. So, I mean, this is one that I've really, really, really been looking forward to. And it's supposedly it's somewhere between 15 and 18 minutes long, four different ride vehicle types, uh, four different acts. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, Shaf. But on top of all that, our favorite news outlets have uh, have been given little little teasers, little tidbits on their thoughts on this ride. So I'm not gonna spoil anything for the ride, of course, because I haven't ridden the ride, Shaf. But I am gonna give you some nuggets on what these uh, news outlets have to say about this ride. So I'm gonna go to CNN, the Cuck News Network. <laughs> oh, I'm not against CNN. I was just trying to get the sixth one in there. Uh, CNN says the technology is so ambitious. Four different t- ride types that all need to seamlessly sync together, including live cast members and several animatronics. With the rise attraction, we're three dream layers deep, having an experimental. Star Wars adventure and the thrill that dream promises mission accomplished question mark. If the mission was to have great fun, then yes, I'm a star Wars super fan. And as impressed as I was, I only wished the peril level reached a higher point. I recall being actually scared at universal Orlando's Harry Potter and the forbidden journey. And I'm not all that invested in that franchise, but in my opinion, rise is a long sustained level of joy and a technological marvel that beats any other attraction in the park in both ways. Boom. That's you amazing. It, you heard it there first, folks. Oh, I'm going to give you one more. I'm pumped. It's going to be good, Shaf. It's going to be good. Okay, I'm going to give you Collider. I'm not going to get I'm not going to read any more because everybody decided to write a novel about their thoughts on the ride. So I'm yeah. just reading I'm going to read Collider. Collider said One of the best attractions in Walt Disney World history. Animatronics, trackless vehicles, video screens, surprise drops, massive props, including huge AT-ATs, and terrifically in-character cast members all into the attraction that is Rise of the Resistance, which is why it's kind of unfair to describe this as a ride, per se. It's a complete and supremely satisfying experience that wholly immerses you into a brand new star wars story rise of the resistance is quite possibly the most immersive attraction i've ever been a part of yes more so than flight of passage you never feel like you're on a ride because you're too wrapped up in all the immersive and impressive goings on around you now that is a way to sell a ride, my friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one of these days, our uh, long-awaited and long-promised Galaxy's Edge Redux episode (laughs) will come when we can uh, wrangle Shaf over to California. 
and we will experience <laughs> this uh, sometime after January 17th when this ride is set to open at Disneyland. Uh, so I guess uh, all we have to do at this point, Shop, is wait. That's right. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I cannot wait to see more of this, but I also don't want to be spoiled on it. You know, it's like you want to know stuff, but you don't want to know too much stuff. That's true. Now, when it comes to new rides, usually, especially rides that are um, in Florida rather than California, I'm definitely one to be like, all right, put pull up the POV video. I want to watch this. I want to experience it now since I only go to Walt Disney World, you know, every two or three years. So I want to see it now. But this one, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna spoil it. I think I'm just gonna. I'm gonna try to avoid it, and I'm gonna go experience it fresh. That's I th- what I think I'm gonna do. Shop. No promises. But that's. Oh my god! I almost burped again. But that's what I think I'm gonna do. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell um, yeah. Well, let's keep things in the Star Wars universe, uh, but switch gears a little bit. Um, Disney Plus, believe it or not, is about to have a game show related to Star Wars, and it's called Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, it's aimed at kids, and believe it or not, is going to be hosted by none other than Jar Jar Binks actor Ahmed Best. What? Which is basically his... The last thing he did as an actor was Jar Jar Binks. So really, I mean, it's great that that they gave him some work. <laughs> Misa can I host a game show? Oh wait, that sounded like Stitch yeah, <laughs> from Lilo and Stitch. So this particular game show is going to start on the streaming service in 2020. Okay, it's a live action skills game show mm-hmm. uh, and a first for the Star Wars brand, um, but it's supposed to be pretty incredible i mean uh, basically it's going to test young contestants abilities in the core jedi principles of strength knowledge Mm -hmm. and bravery as they face thrilling and fun obstacles Uh, it's a kids game show it kind of makes me think of just the name of it jedi um what is it called jedi temple challenge reminds me of legends of the hidden temple before you continue i need you to know that my next words out of my mouth were going to be I like this show the first time when it was called Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> With Olmec and uh, and that that monkey uh, uh, statue they, that yeah. no one could really figure out how to construct a monkey when it was three pieces. I'm going to take a moment here. I'm just going <laughs> to take a little bit of a rant, okay? A little bit of a rant. Okay, uh, teenage kids... Maybe they are even younger than teens. Yeah, so they're probably tweens. Yeah, they're they're tweens. Um, they uh, the monkey figure, as you recall, it was a monkey idol, and it was three pieces: a head, a chest, and legs. And basically, the chest had the arms as well. All you had to do yeah. was put the legs on first, then the chest, and then the head. Apparently, for tweens, the anatomy of a monkey is a really complicated thing because apparently cannot understand how they would always struggle at this point. It was the final piece of the overall like physical challenge, like end part of the, of the, uh, of the, the game show. And they always fucked it up. I don't get it. They had legs upside down. Then they put the head next and then they put the body on. It's like, do you know what a monkey looks like? 
how about, do you know what you look like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The problem is that they would just like, they wouldn't even look at the pieces that they were assembling because they're like 10 seconds left on the clock. And they're like, <laughs> Oh God, I got to put this together. But they, if they would have just took a second and looked, okay, this is feet. Okay. This is torso. Okay, this is on. <laughs> uh, you know the rest, Shop. I don't have to tell you what goes on top of that. It's the head. The dick. Yeah, okay. It's the dick. Um, <laughs> wow, what is wrong with this podcast today, man? <laughs> New listeners, I got What is right know. with this podcast? <laughs> We're usually not this dirty. Oh, man. Um, I forgot what I was even saying. You well, got it's me. all right. It's you all got right. me with that one. <laughs> all right, well... Uh, We'll we'll see what we think about Star Wars Hidden Temple, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, what if instead of Olmec, it's like a giant like Darth Vader? Oh, that would be cool. Uh, Disney uh, make sign the royalty checks to Geek, so to speak. (laughs) I swear to everything. If it's a Darth Vader head talking to them, I won't do anything, but I will point out to people that I thought of it. (laughs) <laughs> so, that's that all right uh moving on Shaf. uh let me let me ask you a real quick question yes sir are you afraid of no ghosts uh who are you gonna call is my question to you <laughs> let me answer your question with a question of my own does a busting make you feel good <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you want? Beanie, beanie, beanie. Okay, well, any everybody, uh, we got some Ghostbusters news for you. Oh my gosh, I'm so uh, excited about this. He's excited for this, and I'm going to tell you what Shop is excited. The title for the next Ghostbusters movie has been set, and it is Ghostbusters Before Death. Oh wait, <laughs> no, that's not right. It's the opposite of that. Ghostbusters Afterlife. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Okay, so uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, is the official title of the next Ghostbusters movie. And supposedly, Shaf, we're getting a new Ghostbusters trailer this week. Or by the time some these people are listening to it, maybe the trailer's already out. That's so true. let's let's uh Real quick, let's talk about the trailer that's already out, which we haven't seen, which might not really be out. But let's just let's act like we've seen it. Okay. My favorite parts, um, definitely when they showed Ecto-1, like okay. glimpses of the car on the side, and there was like the flashing lights. Like that was really cool. That was the good part of the trailer. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, I also liked when you got to see uh, some of the newcomers, uh, Carrie Coon and McKenna Grace and Finn Wolfhard. Uh-huh. Um, those were really cool. Also, Paul Rudd and seeing kind of them interacting with each other. I also liked the brief, brief, brief glimpses of the OG Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. probably my favorite part, though, of all is the brief uh, cameo appearance of Slimer. All right. That was such a good trailer breakdown. <laughs> my favorite part is the, the Ghostbusters logo holding up three fingers 
instead of two. Holding up an entire fist and then it going into someone's butt. Oh, man. <laughs> Shaf, you are on a roll today. Okay. Oh, boy, so, you guys. Let's talk a little bit about the proposed and theorized plot of this movie. Okay. I, I, I think I think this is really interesting. All right, hit me with it. All right. So um obviously we know that the surviving Ghostbusters are gonna be back. Um yes. Harold Ramis, uh, who played Egon Spengler, died in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's supposed to be getting a fitting tribute in the film. Okay. Now, um when you look at the characters Carrie Coon uh, is playing, as well as even um, McKenna Grace, they kind of look like like what would be Egon's wife and daughter. Like okay. the way they're dressed, like the 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 hair, the the um, eyeglasses, it just really screams Egon. So my guess is that they are in fact Egon's surviving family which is definitely coincides with a lot of the theories about there, the rumors. Um, but that basically Jason uh, Reitman, who is the son of, of um, Ivan. Ivan. Yeah. Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman, who did the original movies. Um, basically he found a way to bring old footage from the original Ghostbusters movies into this movie, which makes me think that they're using footage of Harold Ramis, which means afterlife could imply that they are actually going to be touching on the afterlife because Egon maybe is stuck in some weird limbo or who knows what, like that would be pretty amazing. So I don't know, man, I'm excited. Freaking I like excited. it. Excited. I like it. Um, I like it. Was it, yeah, um, Ivan Reitman was teasing. He says, in making this movie, we found something kind of extraordinary. We went to Sony and we said, we'd really like love to get back to the original dailies, uh, back into the original dailies from 1984. Do you still have them? And we found them. They were in a mine in Kansas and they <laughs> the, shipped the boxes to Burbank and they've been going through the footage for reasons that he cannot share. But along the way, they found some really cool stuff. So- it's really interesting what they're going to do, but uh, I'm super excited for this. That's how they're getting Rick Moranis in this movie. Got to take footage from the dailies. He was also found yeah, in the mine yeah, in yeah, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> Who else, honey? I shrunk the kids for. <laughs> guys? <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> No, this uh, this movie, I'm very, 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 very excited for it. Hopefully, um, I was about to say, hopefully it's better than the last Ghostbusters movie, but then I thought about it for a second. I didn't exactly hate the last Ghostbusters movie, but I'm sure this will still be better. So, fingers crossed for a uh, Egon-centric Ghostbusters movie. I like it already. Clap, 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 clap. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Golf clap, golf clap. All right, what else is on the old uh, the old chopping block, Shaw? Oh my gosh! Okay, this this news dropped um, yesterday. Drop. <laughs> so on Polygon, and this uh-huh. news article has been all over the place, but I think Polygon nailed it because this is more focused on the video game angle. Oh of the yeah. Story. <laughs> um, oh yeah. This this just made me laugh so so hard at work. Okay, so Congressman, uh, what's his name? Uh, Duncan Hunter. I almost said Hunter Duncan because it feels like a name that could go either direction. Um, but anyways, uh, U.S. U.S. Congressman Hunter Duncan 
Nope, Duncan Hunter. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, he pled guilty in federal court on Tuesday uh, to stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign funds. Now, the what makes this a Geek News article is among the illegal uses of those funds were plane tickets for his pet rabbits. Oh, great, great. And video games from Steam. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um, I'm going to read you. Uh, this is actually a, a news release from the United States Department of Justice. It added some additional color, if you will, to what he pled guilty to. As detailed in the indictment, the hunters stole money from the campaign for items as inconsequential as fast food, movie tickets and sneakers, as trivial as video games, Lego sets and Play-Doh as mundane as groceries, dog food, and utilities, and as self-indulgent as luxury hotels, overseas vacations, and plane tickets for their family family pet rabbits, Egbert and Cadbury, all while their family was otherwise deeply in debt. First of all, (laughs) very first of all, (laughs) whoever wrote this news release from the U.S. Department of Justice, kudos to you for finding your thesaurus from behind the couch and using it uh, inconsequential, trivial, <laughs> mundane, self-indulgent. Good for you. The uh, the amount of money spent on Steam games was $1,302. Oh, my God. <laughs> of campaign funds. Of freaking campaign <sighs> funds. Oh, my gosh. Um, according to the same press release, the maximum penalty in this case is five years in prison and a $250,000 fine, which Polygon's article says is roughly the equivalent of 6,251 copies of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, (laughs) the top-selling game on Steam at the moment. (laughs) Great. Wow. Oh, Oh, man. So there you go. Well, uh, good to know, uh, I guess. Uh (laughs) Wonder Rob, if you're ever considering running for president... Um, you cannot use any of the donations you get from your campaign towards um, the Nintendo eShop. Okay, just that's putting fair. That out there. That's fair. Physical games only. <laughs> Got it. So easy to remember. This guy is a friggin' casual. You gotta, you gotta go to GameStop. They can't track that. All right, moving on. Real quick, two real quick pieces of news before we get into the big chunk. I know uh, the big chunk of what we're going to talk about, Shop, is trailers and movies. So I'm just going to plow through two things, the last two stories that I'm not personally well-versed in. And what better way to get your news than from somebody who doesn't have familiarity with what he's about to do. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with... Uh, I'm going to start with one I know pretty much zero about, actually. Plex, everybody. Plex sounds like, you know what Plex sounds like? You know when you listen to a podcast and you're just like halfway through the episode and then all of a sudden the, the host goes, Plex is a, a, a VPN service to, uh, to, so you can you know hide your identity from uh, friggin' uh, people. Well, that's <laughs> not what it is. <laughs> Plex... Uh, is now offering over a thousand movies on demand for free. Plex, the build your own network software suite, not a sponsor, is adding over a thousand movies for free. Films like The Terminator, Ghost in the Shell, and The Right Stuff, all classics. Especially The Right Stuff will be available on demand for anybody who downloads the app on their device. Uh, sort of like Netflix. 
That's what, I, that's what happens when I try to put a little enthusiasm in something that I'm not familiar with. Get Get flicks. Only it's sort of like get flicks, but it's free. The news was announced today on a blog post on the Plex website. I'm reading this the article verbatim because I don't really know anything. If the if you're unfamiliar with Plex, you're not alone. The software has a small core of passionate fans, but it failed to gain the notoriety of similar apps like Cody, whatever that is. <laughs> Originally a spinoff of XBMC, Plex allows you to create essentially your own Netflix. Oh, make some money. Uh Wait, that's not what it means. You provide the content and Plex allows you to stream it over the web and a myriad of devices, including all Apple products, Android devices, Roku, Amazon, and even a variety of smart televisions from the makers like Samsung and LG. All right, what do you think about that, Shoff? Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I didn't know much about Plex either, but when I saw this article, I was like, yeah, the original way that Plex exists is not going to be conducive to the average consumer. But the new service is going to be having basically over a thousand movies for free on demand. Um, and if it's movies that are different than what like Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or any of the other streaming services have, then that's awesome. Plus, it's free. So no subscription necessary. Um, you have to watch a couple of ads per movie. But if that's the price you pay, that's not a big deal. Like we're plenty of us are used to on, on YouTube having at least a five second ad. Uh, and if you watch CW um, on their website, you w watch 55 minutes of ads uh, in order to watch a 30 minute episode. So, I mean, it, it, it happens, um, but on any of the user provided content, there will not be any ads. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to definitely download it, sign up for a free account, see what it is um, before I make pass any true judgment. Um, I'm always looking for the next big free thing, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. Speaking of I know what you're saying, let me let me tell you that another trailer hit the internet today, Shoff, or uh, yes. Yeah, it was today. James Bond, Mr. Mr. 007 himself, uh, in the trailer for No Time to Die. Now, Shoff, what would you do if I told you my... My James Bond knowledge and experience is so vast that it could have only come from playing GoldenEye 007 on the N64 and never watching a movie. <laughs> what would you do if I told you that? Um, would you think I was a liar? I would be not surprised. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't make me don't make me do slappers only. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you yeah, you choose a odd job slappers only. <laughs> yeah. No, um the uh James Bond is one franchise that I have not ever, ever, ever dived into. Really? Outside of a video game. I have not seen one James Bond movie. <laughs> ever. Uh but I did see the trailer for uh no time to die and it looks like what i imagine a james bond movie would be uh lots of fancy cars running around and doing donuts lots of people jumping off bridges lots of james bond saying bond, <laughs> bond. <laughs> that's my impression um lots of guns and lots of 
Uh, but that being said, what'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was re- uh, really impressed. I was really impressed by it. Um, one uh, thing I, I really like is uh-huh. they're going to be basically phasing out uh, Daniel Craig as, ga- as James Bond, which I'm super ha- happy about. It needs to happen big time. You're not, not, a, not a fan of the Daniel Craig? No, I'm not. Oh, man. Who was your favorite James Bond? Do you have one? uh roger moore is my favorite um okay. followed by pierce brosnan followed by um uh, followed pierce, by, pierce morgan no followed by sean connery followed okay. by daniel craig followed by timothy dalton followed by george lazenby oh man basically you're talking to someone who does know a lot about James Bond, who has seen probably nearly all of them at some well, point in his life. What I can tell you, Shaf, that this is the 25th <laughs> <25th> film <laughs> <laughs> in, in James Bond franchise. Uh, it finds 007 living quietly in Jamaica, Mon, after the events Spectra when his old friend, CIA agent Felix Leiter, or Jeffrey Wright, enlists him for a mission. Ooh. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Bond accepts, and he's quickly thrown into a chaotic milieu that boasts a new 007 agent, Nomi, his old love interest, Dr. Madeline Swan, and the surprise return of an old foe, Blofeld. Mm, Blowfeld. <laughs> Blowfeld. Okay. Blow <laughs> so don't forget if you're a new listener, hit subscribe. And if you could go ahead and leave us a review, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So you're pumped about this. I mean, pumped that Daniel Craig is leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited, okay. excited about that. I'm excited about a new double O agent, Nomi, uh, played by uh, Maria Lambeau from mm-hmm. uh, Ca- Captain Marvel. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see Rami Malek play the villain for uh, this movie. Um, he's kind of got this like Phantom of the Opera mask thing going for him. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got kind of a good line in the trailer. He says, license to kill, history of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. Makes me wonder, what is the very high-level tech that he is currently tinkering with? Is it some form of cloning? Or I don't know. I don't know. That whole sentence that you just said sounds like a burn that he'd been practicing in the mirror. Like, when I meet James Bond, this is what I'm I'm gonna tell him so hard. License to kill, (laughs) history of violence. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be great. (laughs) Well, you can expect a full review of uh, James Bond 007 No Time to Die when it comes out in theaters next year. And it'll be a very interesting review, considering I have no experience with James Bond outside of the video games, and Shaft knows every movie by heart. Um, real quick, quick question, Shaft. Do you have a favorite James Bond movie? I'm just curious now. Um, favorite James Bond movie? Yes, Moonraker, followed um, by GoldenEye. 
Excellent, excellent. Do you have a least favorite James Bond movie? Yes, I absolutely do. That is Live and Let Die. Ooh, all right, all right. Now, last question. Um, Did you know that, this is a little known fact about James Bond that I do know, actually. Did you know, Trump, that if, if Michael J. Fox played James Bond, that his martinis would always be shaken and not stirred? (laughs) That is... That is amazing. You're welcome, Internet. Uh, Five-star <laughs> review, please. Thank you. We'll read it out loud on the show. All right. So we're going to take a little break, and we're going to give you uh, the deets where you can find us on social media. And when we get back, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes, two things we both actually know about this time, <laughs> unlike uh, Flux or Plex or whatever that thing was that I just talked about. We're <laughs> going to discuss the brand new trailer for Black Widow and Crisis on Infinite Earths. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, gang, it's Wonder Rob again. And Shaf's here too. We just wanted to take a quick break to let you know where you can find us on social media. That's right. Catch us on Twitter at Geek So To Speak PC, where I'll be tweeting and retweeting all of the latest geek news. Also, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Geek So To Speak Podcast, where yours truly will be serving up those deliciously geeky posts, not to mention memes, trailers, articles, videos, and much, much more. While, of course, Shop celebrates his inner geek on Instagram with all kinds of geekgasm, inducing pics and memes. (laughs) If you're enjoying what you're hearing, let us know. Find us and follow us, rate us and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We got new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. Same geek time, same geek channel. And we're back. <laughs> it's time for some of those geek conversations. Excellent. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoyed that little promo. Hope you took the time to follow us and like us and comment and all of our shit. We appreciate you, you cucks. <laughs> um, oh my god. So uh, this episode is off the rails, <laughs> and I am living for it. <laughs> Um, that's what I get for, for listening to podcasts, uh, on my drive to Sedona. Um, I, it forces me to sort of resemble the podcast people that I listen to and therefore I'm basically channeling my inner Jason Manzukis right yeah, now. Yeah. I was about to say, I know what podcasts you've been listening to, buddy. <laughs> I can tell. How did this get made? Shout out to how did this get made? Okay. All right, let's do so, it, Shop. Let's, let's break down that Black Widow trailer shot by shot. Oh, you want to do Black Widow first? Ooh, okay. Well, we'll do Black Widow first, and then we'll circle back to Crisis. Okay, so be- before we break down the trailer, Shop, I'm just dying to know. I'm dying to know what you th- what you thought of the trailer. I just want to know your opinions because. When I asked you about it, you said, you said, meh, you said I didn't (laughs) like it. And now I want to know why. I found this trailer to be extremely underwhelming. Okay. All right. I questioned why we need this story. I found myself struggling to be excited 
about this movie, which is something that I've never really experienced in the MCU so far, is that <laughs> there is a movie that is about to come out that I'm like just mildly enthusiastic about. Okay. And I don't dislike Black Widow. Like I've always liked Natasha um, Romanoff, Romanoff, the character. I've always liked Scarlett Johansson as an actress. And I've always liked her as Black Widow. So I don't know why I don't like this, but I just found it to be so boring, a trailer. It wasn't grabbing. um, When you put it and stack it next to James Bond, No Time to Die, which is like nonstop action and it's interesting and it's compelling and they don't give away any plot and you don't know what's going down, but you're interested and you want to know more. After watching this trailer, I didn't want to know more. I didn't even care. I was like, okay, so this takes place sort of in the past a little bit and we're going to talk about our history. We're going to talk about the red room. We're going to talk about all this other stuff, but why is kind of what I came back to. So that's where I'm at. What about you one Rob? Well, I, for one, have been dying, dying to finally know the, the, the details of the red in her ledger. I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to find out about the red in her ledger. Uh, no, I, I am on, mostly on the same page as you when it comes to just the subject of a Black Widow movie. Now, here's the thing. Here are my thoughts. And we are going to break down the trailer. It's not terrible, you guys. And there are some interesting points, okay, to the trailer. But this is just my thought on the character of Black Widow, especially for a movie. Black Black Widow is not a superhero in the sense that she's got fantastic powers. She has a gun. She doesn't have super speed, super strength, enhanced abilities. Uh, when she jumps out of a helicopter and lands, does that superhero landing where she lands on her knee and her yeah. hand, that looks like that should break your legs. <laughs> but I mean, I can get, I can let Iron Man get away with it. I can let Captain America get away with it. But when Black Widow falls from the sky and lands on a metal bridge, I'm like, did, how did you not just, how are you not limping <laughs> when you're getting up? But it's it's really like, it's a spy movie, right? It's an action movie. So I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily feel like a Marvel movie just based on that. But then they add the fantastic elements like Taskmaster, for example. Uh, David Harbour, for example. Uh, in, in a costume that looks like it was pulled straight from the Amazon TV series, the live action The Tick show yeah <laughs> it does but hey, it looks just like something you would see on the tick uh, but i didn't hate the trailer exactly because i'm giving i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to put together something really good especially after endgame and especially something that needs to kick off the new series of marvel movies so i'm not like i haven't dismissed this movie per se but I mean, as far as teaser trailer goes, I mean, remember this time last year, it was Endgame. This time last year before that, it was Infinity War. So it's just stuff to stack up to uh, comparatively. Here's uh, my thing. Here's my thing. Um, And I think I had the same issue with Captain Marvel. And it's that these movies taking place in the past sort of take away the stakes of the movie because we know 
that they're going to be okay. Whatever conflict they're going to encounter, they're going to overcome because obviously this movie takes place um, before the events of Endgame because Mm -hmm. spoiler alert for those that haven't seen Endgame, sorry, this is way too late. And you're there's there's no nobody. (laughs) Um, But if you are among those cucks who have not seen it, um, Black Widow dies. She sacrifices herself for the soul stone. And um, that means that she's not going to die in this movie. Her no amount of her livelihood is threatened in this movie. And that to me takes away a lot of the enjoyment of the movie because it minimizes the impact of the conflict that she's going to be encountering. And I, I don't like that in movies. So my, my preference would have been that this movie came out before Endgame to provide um, a more detailed, richer history. And plus had it come out before Endgame, maybe we would have been more attached to Black Widow and the thought of losing her in Endgame would have mattered more. I felt like her death wasn't even, um, it didn't hold the kind of weight that it should have had. Um, And I think that's just because they didn't, they've never really given her enough time to shine. And uh, this movie is happening too late. I don't think the order of it makes any sense. And that's my thoughts on it. What if everything that you just said, it sparked it sparked a, a light bulb over my head because we know we know the theme of what's coming up in the MCU. So what if like everything you just said, you're like, there's no stakes. She can die. You know, this, this, that, or the other. What if the end of the movie, the big twist, the big, the big cliffhanger, the big coming up next in Marvel is you see a shot of a big fucking magic ring and Dr. Strange comes out and he's like, and in my universe, Black Widow died. I need you to come to our universe. And he's fucking multiverse in it. I I could get behind that. Now think about what I just said, but a lot more eloquently put. Like that's yeah. what I what I think would be that would up be until a very interesting up twist. until the very end, we think everything is happening in our same. Um, what is it? The zero 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 one universe. What's it? Called? No, it's nine. It's like nine 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 nine. Oh, that one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the MCU one. Yeah. So um, that would be really interesting. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm with six one six or blah blah blah. Let's go do this." Because you know we're getting a lot of multiverse, a lot of multiverse. Uh, this if, upcoming phase. If that's a if that's real, then I'm totally on board, and that makes me much more interested in this. Movie. Okay, everybody, remember that Wonder Rob called it on the what is this episode eighty seven episode eighty seven of Geek So to Speak podcast. Wonder Rob called it, and we'll just save this for the future. Uh, but let, let's dive into the trailer. Uh, shizzy shizzy shoff shoff. That's my let's new nickname for you. Okay, so uh, the opening of the trailer, of course, uh, is a lot of all the very fun things that we all love about Black Widow. The uh, the red room and the ballet and uh, all all the things in her past that w- were so very interesting. Um, I'm actually pulling up the trailer right now just so I can double check the reference. So you get that shot of her pointing the gun. She's looks like shots from Age of Ultron. Yep. Um, um, shots from Avengers. You yeah. Get some Fury. You get some Clint Barton. Yeah. There's Clint or there's Nick Fury. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, so just to start, they're like, hey guys, remember Black Widow? You guys remember her, don't you? Um, and you're right, Trap, it sort of sets up that this takes place uh, after Civil War, but before the events of Infinity War and Endgame. And then you see, I guess, uh, they're the 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 twin of Black Widow, another Black Widow, of course. Marvel doing the the one thing that I absolutely love is when they bring in some protagonist, or excuse me, some antagonist that's pretty much exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> They're like she's also a Black Widow, um, but let's let's for a moment there. Let's remember that this character, um, Yelena. Mm-hmm. Um, Belova, is that is that her name? Uh, uh, Milena uh, Milajovic. Yelena Belova, that's what it is. Yeah, all right. Um, she is long lost sister and former Red Room companion. But in the comics, Yelena Belova also held the mantle of Black Widow. So um, they're they're dropping some seeds by introducing her into this story. They could very easily continue the Black Widow mantle with her. Um, uh, with uh, with with her as that character, so, mm-hmm. and then you get a shot of William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross, uh, and he appears to be de-aged. Yeah, he looks he looks weird. Like he looks a lot younger, which then makes me wonder: is this more of when she actually got the whole red in her ledger situation? Like, is this a flashback scene to the? Uh, Budapest days. Uh, <laughs> I think I said that, not Budapest. I said Budapest. It's it reminded it reminded me of like Budapest days. It sounds like like a a Joe Pesci like festival in like <laughs> the Bronx. <laughs> like it's, it's Budapest. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> funny to you? Funny how? Funny like a clown? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't really know what's going on with General Ross because like it seemed like if it was if it was taking place after Civil War and everybody's on the run. Okay, we get we get Thunderbolt Ross, but if he's de-aged, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know where that's supposed to fit uh, in the timeline. Let's talk about that scene where, <laughs> where Black Widow runs into her sister, her twin, the blonde, and they point guns at each other. And they're just like, want to switch guns? <laughs> okay. Like that was the most, like, I can't even think of the right adjective to describe it. Underwhelming. Uh, not intense, uh, mediocre. It, it, it seemed very cheesy. To yeah. Me. And I also think we're definitely not seeing the entire fight, right? Like, well, of course, probably, of course, probably a lot more intense than that. Yeah. But just that part, I was just like, come on, <laughs> they just swap good. They both go to take each other's guns and just swap. <laughs> like the other person didn't like, let go. <laughs> I just picture like what it really should have been was, like if I was pointing a gun at you, shop, and you were pointing a gun at me, and we both reached for each other's guns, and now we're both just holding each other's guns, but without <laughs> without letting go, it's like yeah, <laughs> just like a circle. That's what it felt like. <laughs> um, but you know, it was it's a very silly. Um, and then it's a brief shot of oh gosh, I'm forgetting your name, Rachel Weiss. Yep, Rachel Weiss. Weiss, uh, who, who's got to be sixty by now. That was the first thing I, when I showed this trailer to my wife. 
she was like, how old is she? <laughs> like, what's she doing in this movie? Uh, you know, I met her one time. Really? Yeah, it was at a screening for... Hold on, let me pick up that name you just dropped. <laughs> uh, yeah, get, 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 get. What, what was the movie that she was in with Hugh Jackman where it was about a tree? The Fountain. <laughs> the Fountain. I hated that movie. It, it's a hard movie to watch all the way through. It's but so boring. It was... Um, it was, I got a, a ticket to see it, like a screening of it. And it was one of these screenings, unbeknownst to me, or I'm sure everybody else in the theater, that after the movie was over, the director and R- Rachel Weisson, and not Hugh Jackman, unfortunately, but other cast members were like there. They're like, all right, let's take your Q&A. Who wants, who wants to say something to, about this movie to us? And you bet that not very many people asked them questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh that movie sucked okay but moving on <laughs> i did not like that movie uh what do you think of a black widow's white outfit in this uh um, she looks like a stormtrooper yeah it was it looks really stormtrooper-esque big time big i mean I, time. I get why she's wearing white because clearly there's snow on this on the, the grates that are behind her, like the fence and stuff. So this is definitely meant to be like a white stealth suit since she's going to try to blend in the snow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed, I know it's apparently very uh, comic inspired for a white suit, but I, I don't know the circumstances of that. So I can't speak to it. Yeah. There's also a shot of what looks like to be the red room with probably like about a hundred black widows. All, all doing a uh, uh, hot yoga <laughs> in the red room with black curtains in the station. Yes, 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 yes. But well, moving on, Shaf, we get our first look at Taskmaster in a dressed in the complete opposite of what I thought the Taskmaster would be dressed <laughs> dressed like. It looks like a bike helmet. Uh, it looks like those bike helmets that you see people like those really cool motorcycle guys where like it's a bike helmet but it's just like painted like a skull yeah like oh, yeah. that's that's what it looks like well what and if, if you when you zoom in on the picture of like his helmet like he does have like what looks to be like skull teeth you know sort of symbolic yeah like, i mean i can sort of see look. yeah that they they went for it but they did not go full-blown taskmaster i thought at this point we were going full comics now <laughs> I will say this though, they got the colors right because uh Taskmaster notoriously has sort of like a navy orange and white or silver sort of combo going mm-hmm. for him. And you can tell that although his hood is down, that the hood has that like orange uh trim on it, and so does the the bow um as well. So you I think once like the hood is up, he'll look a lot more like Taskmaster. Or shill that's a good uh that is very good i have that theory as well yeah rachel weiss called it yeah calling it right i, now. I agree <laughs> i actually think taskmaster will likely be more than one person um that perhaps in the past taskmaster was was someone else and will be someone else oh it's like a mantle yeah all right all right i i can dig that i can get our board with it and the, uh, for those of you out there who are unfamiliar with taskmaster just in case there are some out there. Taskmaster's uh, su- quote-unquote superpowers, essentially that uh, he can 
mimic any fight moves that are uh, used against him. So uh, using Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4, for example, if you're doing any sort of special Spider-Man moves at him, he immediately does them right back at you and they are useless. Um, And then once he has mastered these moves, like in the name Taskmaster, he can start to predict what your next moves are going to be effectively beating you. So that's that. essentially that's the long and short of Taskmaster for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, we also have your boy, David Harbour, as the Red Guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of this guy? I'm interested in this. This is probably the one thing about the trailer I'm kind of like, okay. So he's an aged um, dude who clearly was sort of modeled after the Captain America. Now, back in the comic books, Red Guardian did, in fact, get the Super Soldier Serum as well. But he was Some like, of them did. There were, there were multiple Red Guardians, and some oh, of them were okay. just people. But and a, a, a select choice of them got Super Soldiered. Um, so I'm, I'm a one did, because there's the shot when he, I think he's like breaking out of prison, or he like knocks a door down. Yeah. And he's like, he's like check it out, I'm out now. Um, but it's like a David, like this is his like time to shine, David Harbour. Like I think this is a, a good role for him. guys. This this really, even though the costume is very cheesy looking to me, like this is what's getting me excited about the movie: Taskmaster and David Harbour. Like the, these are the reasons where I'm like, okay, all right, this sounds this sounds pretty good. Um, let me tell you the the thing I hate the most about this trailer. The thing where I'm like, come on, you guys. And this Marvel is known for putting stuff in trailers and then having it not be in the movie. So I'm I'm hoping this is in the trailer and not in the movie. Where David Harbour is sitting at the end of the table and they say, You've uh, you've put on some weight, you put on a few pounds, and then it cuts to a shot of Scarlett Johansson doing this like little mean little smirk, like, <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> to David <Yes>. Harbour. <laughs> like, take that out. <laughs> that's dumb. So I hope that's not in the final movie. Ugh, getting angry. Getting angry just thinking about it. And then there's a shot of uh, David Harbour fighting Taskmaster, mm-hmm. which looks pretty kick-ass. And then, of course, uh, the titular uh, Black Widow flying off of a broken bridge or a helicopter or something like that. Um. And, you know, cut to the logo, which is essentially the Black Widow logo that we've all come to expect. Uh, but there you go, guys. I mean, you've got your first initial breakdown and look at this Black Widow movie. Now, having broken the movie down, shop, did, did your opinion change? Or breaking the trailer down, excuse me. Did your opinion change? Or are you still just on? On the fence, right now. I'm, st- I'm still on the fence. I don't want to be on the fence. I want to be on. I want to be in the house enjoying Black Widow. But uh, right now, I'm sitting on the fence. Uh, I need to see more. I'm going to need to see one more trailer to make my decision. So obviously, we got some time before this movie comes out. I think it's supposed to be due out in May of next year. If I'm not May 2020. Yeah. So um, we got some time before we'll see another trailer, but probably not too much longer. I would say maybe like month two months and we'll see another trailer probably all right all right well uh who do you think is going to have a better trailer shop marvel or dc with their crisis on infinite earths trailer that tell just you, came out in my personal opinion uh dc wins this oh round. snap son oh yeah 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about it. Tell us about the Crisis on Infinite Earth trailer, Shaw. Oh, damn. All right. I'm pulling it up right now so that I can actually like go through it step by step. All um, right. But ba- basically, basically, this crossover event is kicking off next week on Sunday night. It's going to be so exciting. Okay. So as the trailer begins, uh, we get to see the Warner Brothers logo, the CW logo, um, sort of merge from all the different uh, uh, shows that are part of the Arrowverse. So we've got Arrow, we've got Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Supergirl, The Flash, Black Lightning, Batwoman. <clears throat> There's a whole bunch of shows. And so we're seeing all these logos flash by. And then we hear a voiceover from the monitor and he's talking about the multiverse and all of the the various parallel versions of earth that are present now for those that don't know in the arrowverse right now um some of the shows take place on one earth and other shows take place on different earths so they're not actually all on the same earth and we've all kind of been thinking that once they get to this crisis that's been teased for years on The Flash, that it would probably end with all of the shows being within the same Earth. Because, spoiler alert, the Crisis on Infinite Earths concept comes back from a 1980s comic book storyline from DC Comics in which they consolidated all 52 Earths into one uh, and had basically one Earth with... um, tons of heroes now occupying it and able to interact with each other that couldn't before. Plus there were some big deaths that happened, including flash and Supergirl, um, and maybe even wonder woman at one point either. So, um, we're going to go more into deeper dive into crisis, uh, next episode, potentially fingers crossed. We never want to commit to anything, but (laughs) we've been burned when we've done that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good chance of that. Um, But anyways, so uh, this trailer is sort of like kicking things off and, and sort of indicating that the monitor is, is uh, sending this message out. So the history is the monitor and the anti-monitor are like the oldest beings in the universe. One wants to save the multiverse. One wants to destroy it. And the way that the the anti-monitor destroys the multiverse is by sending an antimatter shockwave throughout all of space and time. So basically, these Earths are all being independently affected, and the wave is going and passing through all of these Earths, and now they're in danger, and they have to be evacuated. It's a whole big thing. But anyways, trailer two just came out. And the way it kind of kicks off, we're getting some flashes of... Batwoman of Arrow uh, with his arms around his daughter who's actually going to be taking over the mantle of Green Arrow. We see the Flash and he's running at the fastest speeds. He's running so fast that his like he's almost looking like his skin is going to like peel off his freaking face. Oh, gross. <laughs> um, we're seeing that uh, a glimpse of what happens on Supergirl, which is actually the uh, planet Argo, which is where um, Supergirl's uh, Kryptonian uh, family is living, basically wiped away, uh, completely uh-huh. wiped um, off the face of its own planet <laughs> oh, wow. um, by the antimatter wave. So, and that basically means that all of her Kryptonian uh, family are dead at this point. They have been erased from existence by this antimatter wave. Um, and Supergirl looks on just like in utter 
just just she's, she's so distraught it's like crazy uh we see glimpses of the antimatter wave destroy uh star labs um and basically the some one of the characters is sort of acting as like a harbinger of all of this impending doom and it just it's it's really exciting um because nothing about these these five shows are going to be the same once it's all done like it's going to be totally different um i'm so looking forward to this so you get a a couple of glimpses i'm just i'm flipping through the trailer too so you do yeah. get a glimpse of tom welling yes in his uh classic patented red flannel shirt um do you think that they're gonna put this guy in in the suit i hope so i mean we've not seen anything of, of that yet but i don't like but that would be a big surprise like they wouldn't want to spoil that exactly exactly um he was so against the idea of of wearing the suit so it makes me i don't know apprehensive to say that it's going to happen um but it how much how much good is he going to do as clark kent over on the farm like he's going to have to help out in some way shape or form i don't think he's going to be there simply cameoing to to say sorry guys i won't help you like that doesn't sound like the clark kent that i remember from smallville so i would say that he's definitely going to help out which means that he's probably going to have to suit up Suit I love the shot. I love the shot of Flash um, running into the the frame, and Supergirl's on his right hand side, and we've got um, the Superman from the Supergirl universe um, on his left hand side. It's just that really cool, like trinity of characters um, is so fun to see that the DC is like getting everybody on the same page. Are they those three all on the same Earth? No, Flash is on the same Earth as Arrow, but Supergirl is on, I think, Earth-19, which is a different one from uh, their Earth. Is there a Superman in Flash's world? No, there's not. What is this craziness? Yeah. Um, Okay. You also get a shot of your boy Kevin Conroy, famous uh, for voicing Batman in Batman the Animated Series, as well as the Arkham games, and a few other things, too. Uh, a shot of him in a sweet ass robot suit uh, walking down some stairs. And I'm assuming, not knowing anything about uh, this show, that Batman's paralyzed and he's using a robot suit to walk him up and down the, uh, the stairs. Wouldn't, doesn't that look like he's, he must be playing the Kingdom Come version of uh, Batman? Yeah. Because that version had an exoskeleton as well. And it was much older, too. Um, which would lend itself to that theory because Brandon Routh's character is also playing Superman from the kingdom come era as well. So it would make sense that both of those characters could be in the same earth that they wouldn't have to keep going to a bunch of different earths to grab these people. And what's interesting about that is uh, speak of the devil, Brandon Routh's Superman is nowhere to be seen in this trailer. That's true, but we've seen pictures of him and we've seen him in the teaser uh, yeah as well but yeah i just think it's very interesting that they didn't include him in here um you do see the the adam for a brief second another brandon Routh favorite um there's a shot in here towards the end where flash is like down on the ground and then an even uh bulkier hulkier flash is like hey get up well you don't hear him say anything but he's helping the other flash up um <laughs> You know what that that flash reminds me of? 
The Flash. Are oh, you talking about Black Lightning? No, 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 not. <laughs> An even blackier Flash. <laughs> 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 no, the, there's a there's a quick a very quick glimpse in here where the Flash is. Um, I'm trying to find it. He's on the ground, and then there's another Flash. What's the time step? Here, I'm gonna show you. Oh yeah. Oh, John Wesley Ship. Yeah. The 1990s Flash. Yeah, I was going to say that looks like the 1990s Flash. Yeah, it is. Has he already been on the show or is this a special pull for this? Um no, jo- John Wesley Ship originally played Barry Allen's dad on the new Flash show. Um and then he's also appeared as Jay Garrick um which is another version of the Flash um from Earth 2 or Earth 3. I think Earth mm-hmm. 3. Um but this version of the flash is different from all of those. He's actually from, I want to say earth 90 is how they're referring to it. Um, so he's the flash of earth 90. And that, which is the flash of the nineties TV series. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love it already. Uh, you don't get to see Burt Ward, which I was a little, um, I don't mean, I don't know what I was really expecting to see that, but uh, you know, I'm sure he'll be on there and he'll be good. Uh, who else are we forgetting? I know there's more people. Black Lightning, we see. Um, 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 um. The, remember there were rumors that the old Wonder Woman was going to be in this too? Yes, that's right. Linda Carter. Linda Carter, yeah. Um, um, there's a lot of concern that Oliver Queen is going to die in this crossover. Spoiler! Um, now, real also, quick question. Who's Oliver Coins? <laughs> keep in mind uh, it's everybody gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna cost you all of her coins to so you know the answer to that i haven't i'm not well versed in the cw verse everybody just so everybody knows <laughs> um uh oliver queen is green arrow okay. and uh he's already supposedly made a deal with the monitor to basically bargain for sacrificing himself in order to save the rest of humanity now um on the Flash TV show, the way it's currently going is that the Flash already knows he's seen the future and he knows that the only future in which everyone survives is the one in which he has to die. So a lot of people now are thinking that the Flash is going to die. I think that he might disappear, but I don't think he's going to be dead. The Flash is like the one of the best shows on the CW. It's not going to be something where he's not on the show. So um, they're not going to kill off him. Arrow is about to be done. It's the final season of Arrow. Um, so I think it makes more sense that he will die. And of course, he'll pass the uh, his bow and arrow on to his daughter in, on the show, um, uh, played by, uh, I forget her name, but she plays Mia Snoke. So. Okay. My favorite part of this trailer is at the very end where he's like, time to evacuate the planet. Is everybody gone? Then it's not time. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> that line and just the way he says it <laughs> just really made me laugh. I know it's like a very serious moment, but the way he said it really got got to me. It made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll tell you right now, Sean, that as I've said uh, several times in past episodes of Geek, so to speak, and this episode where I have no real familiarity with the CW verse, with the DC TV universe, I can tell you that this trailer is, I, 
I think, a little bit better than the Black Widow trailer. I told you. I think so, buddy. The stakes are bigger, man. You got Crisis on Infinite Earths. We're about to get every Earth is in danger of being eradicated by an antimatter wave where the basically it's going to cause all universes to become one universe. That's the only way they're going to save it. Yeah, I'm a little more hyped about this. I mean, just generally, overarchingly, even though I don't have uh, a real connection with these DC characters, I'm familiar with them enough. So this trailer, like I said, this trailer really gets me. I think this would be, uh, dare I say, the uh, the more entertaining watch, at least based on the trailers right now. So uh, I think, and this is going to sound crazy, Shaf. I don't think I've ever said this on the show before, but I think... The win is going to go to DC on this one. I agree. I agree. Hey, I happen to have the graphic novel for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I want to read Ooh. just the back summary so we can get our our uh, our um, flavors quenched. I don't, I don't <laughs> thirst I don't know. quenched. Thirst quenched. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> get our flavors quenched. <laughs> Here we go. Worlds lived. Worlds died. And the DC Universe was never the same. Crisis on Infinite Earths. In 1985, DC Comics dramatically altered comics' original universe with Crisis on Infinite Earths, a 12-issue series that rocked the comics community, tragically dooming some of DC's most beloved characters and drastically altering others. An unforgettable and defining moment in comics history, Crisis was arguably the first company-wide crossover to make good on its promise of lasting change. Ooh, that's a thick looking book there too, man. Yeah, man. It says, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths finds the alternate worlds that once were a hallmark of the DC universe under siege by a mysterious force powerful enough to wipe out the lives of billions. Painstakingly restored and meticulously recolored, Crisis on Infinite Earths is at last available as a handsome and affordable soft cover collection. That's what I got. I got it from Amazon. I'm so excited to plow through this bad boy, hopefully in time for the uh, episode. (laughs) If I've had a dollar for every time I've heard you say those words, (laughs) I'm going to plow through this bad boy. (laughs) 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 If there's a sock on the door, don't knock. Um, I'm gonna have to stop by the old old comic book shop by the office there's a a comic book store I might have to swing by and see if they got that on hand I'm sure they do it's a classic it's a classic all right well uh DC wins I think I'm giving giving the uh the world championship belt to DC that is until the next uh Black Widow trailer comes out (laughs) excellent you guys excellent well, I think that about does it for uh, this episode of Geek, so to speak, Shaw. I agree, Wonder Rob. Oh, well, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, don't stop the podcast yet. I have some very important information to tell you, such as you can follow us on uh, various social media feeds. And I'm not just talking about Geek, so to speak. I'm talking about me, Wonder Rob, and Shaw. You can follow Shaw on Instagram at ShawVO. That's S. <laughs> S, I almost said S C H shop. I Ooh. almost did, even though I know that's incorrect. It, it almost came out. Okay, let's start over. You can follow shop on Instagram at S H O F F V O. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Wonder Rob W O N D E R R O B. You uh, 
You can also find us, just generally speaking, on Facebook. If you search Geek So To Speak on Facebook, you'll find the uh, the thousand plus strong member community where lots of fun conversations are happening every day. Uh, while you're at it, since you're following us on Instagram, you're following us on Twitter, you're following our our Facebook page, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Go ahead and leave a five-star review. We will sexify it up for you on our next episode. And uh, speaking of our next episode, it might be Crisis on Infinite Earths related? Question mark? We'll have to we'll have to see. Sometimes we like to fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> uh, so it is going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths related, unless it's not. So you can take that to the bank. There we go. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Same geek time. Same geek channel. See you later. I gave it a little stink on that last one. I'm crude. I'm rude. I'm Jason Manzukis. What up, jerks? 